Welcome to Generation Podcast, where we have real conversations about how God is working through this generation. My name's Josh Mann, and joining me again for whatever hundredth time it <laughs> is, well, we're not quite over the hundred, but Sammy Haywood. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I don't know why I always say how many it's Yeah, been. I don't know. Because there's actually not been that many. No, <laughs> We've done like three seasons or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of like... We're just always excited about this podcast. Yeah, I know. We're just notching it up. Anyway, yeah. how are you going, Sam? Are you going all right? Oh, man. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Like things are just starting to get crazy yeah. with coronavirus. Um, and there's so much like happening behind the scenes yeah. right now in the public political arena. <laughs> and... Um, man it's just like a war zone <laughs> like seriously like part of me is so excited because i just thrive on crisis yeah. and another part of me is exhausted yeah. to the point of being delirious yeah. i can't believe like we're we're a massive way part through 2020 and <laughs> it's almost over we're it's talking crazy. about christmas yeah, now it's mental our good christmas oh my goodness are you a november tree guy uh, I'm a la- my birthday is November and okay. I've got a, we've got, our family's got a lot of birthdays in November. The last November birthday is back on the 23rd. And so as soon as 23rd of November is over, yeah. we're full-blown Christmas. Okay. And Beck is full-blown Christmas. That's amazing. It's brilliant. All right, everyone. We're just going to take a little break from our episode today to have a little bit of fun. And we've actually called Benny in today because he couldn't be with us in the studio. Ben, how are you? Well, I'm really good. What's going on, mate? We're we've just finished recording an episode on uh, generosity, so we're we're feeling How'd generous. How did you go? It's it's we got carried away a little bit. We were a bit passionate, but it, I think we uh-huh. think it went well. So it was good. I'll find out in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. How's your afternoon going? Uh, yeah, really good, bud. Um, oh, don't bud me. <laughs> I can only apologize. Thank you. Um, let's Thank not waste people's time. Yeah. Let's get straight into this. Yeah, that's All go. right. Um, who wants to go first today? Josh, uh, you can go first. I'll go first. Is it two all? So or I, I, okay, Josh. We are looking at an, un, an unverified account. Oh, no. It is Castle Towers. Castle, Castle Towers. Towers. And it's not yeah. verified. Castle Tower, unverified. which is the local shopping center, local shopping center us. here in, in Castle Hill. Yep. Uh, Castle yep. Towers, unverified. It has four thousand eight hundred and fifty-six. Okay, four thousand eight hundred and fifty-six. Yep. Ten. Remember, closest one, outgoing over one thousand and twelve. The answer is five thousand nine hundred forty-eight. Yes, one nil, baby. That's pretty high. Know, Sam. Give Castle Towers a bit more credit. I just feel like I've never seen them tagged in anything and we live so close. That's true. Yeah. But he's, he, Sam's whole game is just, he th- if he thinks I'm going gone over, he just says something less. Yeah. Than and me. you really well, do go okay, over. Well, Sam's so. going first this time. So. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Number two, it is 1 0 to Josh. Excuse me. Um, in the grand final this weekend, slash when it aired yesterday, uh, the Penrith Panthers. Sorry, Sam, it's a sport one. Oh, I don't even know what sport that is. Did you say NRL? Yeah, Penrith Panthers. Yeah, the Penrith Panthers. They're in the grand final. My best mate loves the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. So They've just played. Shout out to Brandon. They've just do you, played. Do you want to phone a friend? Do you want to phone him in? I can't. Yeah. We can't do two phones on the, through, through our desk. <laughs> no, <we can't>. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have. Way too long. I know. So just guess. Um, I'm going to go for 80,000. Yep, Josh. Oh. There's not even 80,000 Penrith Panthers members. Oh, good. Dang it. You say there's not even or there is? No, there's not. Josh, do you know how many members are in like NRL teams? No. Oh, well, I'll tell you after, but go okay, on. Okay, so, apparently not. <laughs> okay, apparently not. Okay, uh, what is your 80,000? 80, 80,000 80, yeah. flat. Yep. Okay, um, I'm going to do a Sam. Um, going to go close. <laughs> so I think he's got under, over. He's probably, Ben was outraged when I said that. Um. Let's go with 81,000. What does Dan say? 80,000. 121,000, Justin. <laughs> oh, yes. I did your oh, tactic. It's so frustrating when that happens to you. I oh, know. That's 2-0. It's all over. It's winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> well, uh, it's been I'm great. Like you, Sam. Yeah. Do I know what my other two were? Were you on my backups were? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I had Delta Goodrum. Oh. Have a guess. Quick guess. Quick. Go. Going to try. 1.2 million. Uh, Josh. Yeah, 1.3. No, five eighty six thousand. Oh wow! Oh, 
And then I had Guy Sebastian. Go. Oh, um, he's less famous than Delta, right? I don't know. Nah. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. six seventy-five thousand, three hundred thousand, yeah. uh, four hundred seventy. Ooh. I'm surprised that Delta has more than Guy. Yeah. Anyway. Really? Delta's yeah. been around for a lot longer than Guy. Though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but Guy's like more international. Anyway. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I win. So, a moral of the story: Josh wins. Yeah. Is it three, one? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, oh. thank you for listening to our fun segment. Hopefully, it was fun for you guys. <laughs> We're gonna never, <laughs> note to self: never say fun segment never again. Say fun. No, yeah, because it's not. I might but, bleep that out. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> well, we're gonna get back to our episode. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Christmas, but we are here to talk about a subject that is sort of in line with Christmas, but we're talking about the idea of generosity today. All right, where God was generous in giving us Jesus. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Or when, <laughs> or when we're generous and give good gifts to people. That's Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. Cool. Great segue. I like that. So last week we talked about meeting together, and that was really relevant in this time mm. right now because uh, obviously with COVID we can't meet. And um, our our ministry here at Castle Hill in, in Sydney, we're, we're – just launched a new ministry that looks at meeting together and live mm-hmm, sites. And we're mm-hmm. going to meet together around the city, which is awesome. But we're going to change track a little bit, as I said, and look at generosity, recalibrating yeah. generosity. Yes. Now we are both very excited. We're pumped. I'd like, we don't know why we're pumped. We, we, both of us have always been passionate about this. Yes. But it's just sort of been like, let's go type of thing. It's one of those <laughs> things that people like um, that you – People like you and me in the positions that we're in very rarely get to be the people that talk about money. Yeah. And I think being so passionate about this, to have an opportunity to actually talk to the people of God about money is so exciting because I feel like for both of us, God has done so much in this space. Yeah. And um, it's, as we were talking about before, it's something that needs to be recalibrated. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, I think in the Christian circles, Generosity is is warped, and I think we all have a warped. Myself included. I think mm. I don't think I have a perfect, you know, understanding of what it means to be generous. Sure. But I think from reading the word and, and living my life, and um, particularly in my relationship with Beck, she's led me in this. And yeah. I've said this before in our money um, talk in in our adultery season in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's really led me in in, in my understanding of generosity. Mm. But just like all the things we're talking about. This world just takes something good and <laughs> really messes it oh, up. Oh, oh boy! And yeah. so let's let's start off by by trying to define what generosity is. So if you could have mm. a succinct mm. definition, I rarely have succinct definitions. Yeah, uh, I know the people have people have noticed, <laughs> <laughs> but then they blow up at me for repeating what you say. So. Is that a is that a touchy <laughs> point for you? You've brought that up twice now. <laughs> no, I'm just a teacher. I, I think you're really it. good on this podcast. By oh, the way. thanks, mate. Thank you. I, uh, all right, I need to go. See you. <laughs> no, but if you could if you could define yeah. generosity or explain what it is, what is it? Okay, the first thing that comes to mind is open handedness. Like, uh, what's what's mine is is yours kind of mentality, um, where we out of a heart desire to to bless and help people, everything's on the table. Um, that that's we we're not closed handed. We're not holding things close to our chest. We're saying, hey, if I can bless you, I will. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of the first thing that yeah. comes to mind. And that's easy to say, but practically, it's ridiculously hard. Like mm-hmm. I would say that mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. But then don't live it out. Yeah. You know what's mine is yours. Mm-hmm. And anyone, I would, I've openly said to people, you know, come over, well, you know, I, I'll, I'll be generous, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. I have, I, I want to share. Mm-hmm. But when push comes to shove, there are things that I really like, I really don't want other people to use. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to <laughs> like your credit card. <laughs> good, yeah, that's the thing. Well, I got a good story. <laughs> so at uni, we, yeah. um, we in fourth year PE students, obnoxious PE students, mm-hmm. uh, we made our own like varsity jackets, white nice. leather sleeves, okay. navy, um, like middle with, with the Sydney Uni crest and our names on it. It was sick. That is sick. That sounds so expensive. Uh, yeah, it was. And I probably should have spent my money elsewhere. <laughs> anyway, so we got them made. Our, uh-huh. our whole cohort had them. And then one day I came home and, and Beck was wearing it. Right. And for some reason, I it. got so angry that she was wearing it. So when you <laughs> said, you know, our life should be open-handedness, my mind was like, 
not my varsity jacket. <laughs> yes, and you can have else. everything but my varsity jacket. Can't even try it on. And still to this day, Beck is like, that was the weirdest night ever. She was like, why were you so protective of the varsity jacket? And I don't know why. Well, let's not press into that too much. No, exactly. But <laughs> as I said, it's open-handedness. Yeah. I think you're right, but it's so hard in like when push comes to shove, like mm-hmm. practically in this world, why why do you think we struggle with being open handed? Like I'll spend money on shoes, I'll spend money on I know something, and I don't want other people to have them, or I don't want. Mm-hmm. And why? Why is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it it could be so many different things. I think that's the uh, difficult thing about money, generosity, um, resources, and all of that stuff because it's typically connected to so many different idols. Yeah. You know, and I think for a lot of us, it just shows how connected to the world we are. You know, if if we're like defining ourselves by the world, we're going to hold on to the world really closely. And I think what that means is we're going to hold on to our time and we're going to hold on to our stuff, our money, our plans for our future. And we're going to go, you just can't have this area of my life, God. And the, I think the closer you get to Jesus and the more excited you get about the kingdom of heaven, the more your grip on the world loosens and the easier it is for you to not even care that you're giving away the things of the world because you realize that you are so wealthy in the kingdom of God. And that's what I've begun to realize as, as I have gotten more excited and understood more that my life is actually eternal and that most of it is going to be spent in the extravagant kingdom of God where he has actually made me exceedingly wealthy because of my union with Christ. I have so much to give and there is so little that I can possibly lose that something like a pair of shoes or a thousand dollars seems inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need to have open hands, right? We need to be able to be generous and, and not hold on to, as you said, the things of this world. Yeah. And so today when, when we're speaking about generosity, we're not just speaking about money, although we will speak mm-hmm. probably a lot a about, lot about money, it, yeah. but generosity is more than that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does incorporate our time, our talents, you know, our treasures and everything like that. But it also does incorporate our money because yeah. I guess money and treasures are the same thing. Um, but it's, it's not just exclusively money. No. And do you want to elaborate on that? Like why yeah. why is it a trap if we think that generosity just has to do with money? Because I think we would fall into thinking that money is the only thing that God's given us. Like God's given us more than money. Josh is just like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I was about, I'm making a conscious effort not to say, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. Agree. So I'm it's trying hard, not hey. to agree. Um, but I agree for the record. <laughs> yeah, for the record. Uh, what was I saying? God's given us more than money. And therefore, to be generous means that we have to be generous with everything or, or nothing. And as, as we're probably about to get to, generosity then is a posture of heart. It's, it's a character trait. It's something that becomes who we are because of our union with with Christ, right? And I think that's the thing that we have to understand that it's like when you become a Christian, you become hidden in Christ and you begin to become like him and he is generous. And so what's going to happen is as you become a part of Jesus, you're going to become more like him and you're going to become generous. Now, Jesus wasn't just generous with money. It actually doesn't seem like he had very much of that at all. No, But he was generous with all of who he was and his life and everything, Just, yeah. you know. And so we need to understand that generosity is, as you said, a heart posture, a state of mind, mm. not just a state of money. Right. And we would know that too. Yes. Like when we have friends who are generous, they're, they're generous as people. When you think about them, you're like, they're a, they're a generous person with, they're not selfish with their, the time, their time. Yep. Like if they, if, if I need them, they're generous with their time. Yeah. They're willing to lay down their own agenda, their own plans in order to serve me, which means they're giving something that they had yeah. to me. Yeah. And so gen- like, gen- you're not generous. I'm just going to say it here. Yeah. You're not generous if you're just giving money. No. You're not generous if you're just giving your time. Right. You're not generous if you're just giving your treasures. Mm. It has to be mm. a holistic uh, 
view of generosity. Yeah. And that's what we see with Jesus. Yeah. That's what we see when Jesus talks about people being generous in the Bible. It's because their heart is generous. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. whatever comes into their life, whether it's their talents, talents, whether it's their time or it's their money, they're generous with that. Yeah. And so from the outset, let's think about generosity mm. as a heart posture, a heart issue. Yeah. You know what that kind of makes me think about is the heart posture has to be love then because the motivation is I love Josh and part of my love for you means that I want to serve you and I want to help you. Yeah. And I have a bunch of resources, right? And when you come to me and you're like, Sam, I need, you know, I'm in a financial position or I really need you to help me process something. I'm not thinking about, oh, okay, I'm just going to give money to Josh because that'll help him. I'm thinking, what do I have that Josh might need? Yeah. Like what, what in the resources that God's given me would be helpful to Josh? Sometimes it might be a conversation, which may be a sacrifice because I might not have time for a conversation. I might be working on something that's due in three hours and I might have to sacrifice 10% on an assignment to serve you, you know? But it, it it's that heart posture. It's like, if I love someone, I'm willing to give them what I've got in order to love them. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to ask yourself, if you're not generous with your things, mm -hmm. why do you claim to be a Christian? You know, sure, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like our, our sole purpose in in this world as Christians mm -hmm. is to love God mm -hmm. and love others. Mm -hmm. Jesus narrows the Ten Commandments. The, Absolutely. He narrows the law down to those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love God and love others. Mm -hmm. And our life, every decision in our, in, in our life must fall into one of those two categories. Mm. And generosity is no different. Yeah. And let's ask the question then, what's your threshold? What are you not willing to give? Like you might be willing to give someone an hour of your time. You might be willing to give someone a whole day to move house. You might be willing to give someone your talent, right? You might go, hey, I'm a graphic designer. You're starting a new business. You can have my talent, right? And then your friend comes to you and they're like, hey man, I need 50 bucks to make rent this week. And you're like, that's my threshold. I'm not generous with money. But you might be really generous with money and never use your talent to help someone. You know, like you might be an accountant and you might have friends that are really struggling with their taxes and you might be like, no, 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 I don't like to do work outside of work, right? Well, that's actually not generosity. That's not the character of God. The character of God is he's given you resource in that talent. To be generous would mean to give it away for free. So in your opinion, is generosity over and above, you know, your daily life? Does that make sense? So you're saying mm -hmm. for me as a teacher, mm -hmm. to be truly generous as a teacher, I need to be careful and walk alongside it and teach people over and above my job description at my school. Yeah, let me give you two examples of that. Um, number one, we um, often have study days for our year 12 students when they're going through the HSE. And at our church, we have a lot of people that are teachers. And uh, a lot of the times they will actually volunteer their time to go and help students that are not from their school um, study for their exams because they're an English teacher and they want to help um, people at our church with their English exams. Now, there's no benefit to them. They're not getting paid for that. It's outside of their work hours. They're being generous with their real talent, right? Um, you, for example, your gifting is teaching and that can apply to a bunch of different areas. It's, you've made a career out of it, you know, like you're, you're a teacher by trade, but you're also using that gift to run a team that puts this podcast on, which you don't get paid for. And you put heaps of hours into it and it's completely outside of the area of compensation. Like you're not getting compensated for this podcast at all which shows that you're willing to use your talent outside of mm. your job. Yeah. So can you be generous then in your area of compensation? I don't think so. Wow. I think if you're getting compensated for something, you're not actually being generous. Mm. But there there like but there'll be things that you do in your in inverted commas area of compensation that is outside your job description. Oh, and I would say that's yeah. generosity. Yeah. Absolutely. But just 
going to work, doing nine to five, doing the bare minimum, doing your role, you would not count that as generosity. No. But I would say if you're willing to go outside of your job description, uh, if you're willing to help someone in need at work, even that you don't have to, it's not your job, but you're willing to do it, it's generosity. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Over and above. Mm-hmm. Being generous with your time, your, your sacri- talents, your It's mind. a sacrifice, right? Yeah, like exactly. you're, you're making a sacrifice. You're not going to get compensated. Like say, for example, you were like, Sam, I'm really happy to help out with this podcast, but um, I'm actually a professional. So I'm worth you paying me $50 an hour, right? Yeah. Now oh, you should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and I might yeah. say that's, that's fair and reasonable um, for me to do that. But I would go as far to say as because you're being compensated by it, you're not actually doing it for out of a heart posture of being generous to the kingdom of God. Wow. And you know when Jesus... That's controversial. I think it's true. We don't often have people that serve at church um, say to us, this is my profession, you should pay me. Yeah, no way. Like they know that they're doing they, it. Because they, they get the heart of what service they get is. The, like they want to serve the, the kingdom of God. Now, you remember when Jesus tells the story of um, the, the Pharisee who prayed in public and got applause from people. Um, and then there's the, the tax collector who prays in humility and, and beats his breast. And, and Jesus says, you know, the, the one, the Pharisee got his reward, right? That's it. I hope he enjoyed it. He got his reward. He was doing it for the applause of men, but he's not going to get a reward in the kingdom of heaven. Um, I actually think we should be willing, we should be excited about generosity because we will be compensated. Wow. But we're not going to be compensated in the, in, this, in the world. We're going to be compensated by God when he Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus is coming back and he's bringing his reward with him. Yeah. Like this well, is, Moss and vermin destroy everything in the world. That's what the Bible says. Exactly. So why should we be doing things just to get worldly compensation? Uh-huh. As a Christian, we openly say that we are not doing things to, you know, we are, our life is for the eternal blessings. Yeah. And I, I want to, this is not something that we have time to get into, but I've done a lot of study into heaven and eternal rewards and all of this stuff. And realizing that everything you do for the kingdom of God as a sacrifice will be tangibly rewarded by God one day makes you so excited about re- like being reckless in giving um, everything that you've got to build the kingdom of God because you know that it'll actually, you'll be rewarded for it in the kingdom of yeah. heaven. Wow. So I hope you know what generosity means now, guys. Hopefully. <laughs> but, you know, that's, and that's the crux of it. Generosity is not just what you do with your money. It's a state of mind. It's mm-hmm. an open-handed heart posture mm-hmm. that is over and above your area of compensation. Let's just go with that, right? That's yeah. our working definition. We just made it up today, but I kind of like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit long-winded, but yeah. that's, that's, that's the crux of it. Mm. And so why is generosity important then? Oh, that's good. So we've narrowed on what it is. Why, why do we do it? I think because it's part of who God is, God is generous, you know, and our, our job as, as Christians is to be, well, it's not necessarily our job. Well, the, the role, the role of the Holy Spirit is that we would have the mind of Christ. Yeah. It's sanctification yes. it's to make us like him. Yes. And as we become like him, we're going to become more generous. And I think the weird thing is, it's like everyone knows that God's generous because they're like, man, a Christian God, like he died. That's crazy. He he says that we're going to inherit everything that is Jesus's. Like the generosity of God's ridiculous, right? Then to have a people that are stingy is confusing because it actually says maybe the maybe Christianity doesn't work, maybe it's not real. If the Christian people aren't like their God, then do they really know their God? And I think that's part of why it's so important for us wow. to be generous because the world will never be able to understand who God is. Because the way that God's decided to reveal himself to the world is by the Holy Spirit through his people. Wow. So if the church is not living according to the character of God, then are they really the church? Uh, Well, they're not being the church. No, they're not being what they were designed to do. Right. 
and here's here's the weird thing. It's very um it's very difficult to find something in the Bible where the Holy Spirit does something that's not through a person. Right? Yeah. And, and like even as I say that and pause, we're thinking about it, we're like when when is there something that the Holy Spirit does that's apart from a person? It's like the Holy Spirit works through people. And I mean that's that's what Jesus said would happen after he ascended. So God's design for flowing the kingdom of God to people in order to be generous to them is through his people, right? It's not like money's just suddenly going to turn up in your bank account tomorrow from thin air. <laughs> if God wants to be generous to you, most likely what he's going to do is he's going to tell me, and he's done this, Sam, I want you to give Josh $500, right? Now, I can partner with God in his generosity to you. But it's that, and that's how he works, right? Now, if I say no, what's your understanding of God's generosity? Well, I don't, I don't see it. Right. right? You might not see it. Yeah. And if, and if I am obedient to God and I tell you, Josh, I'm not just giving this to you because you're my mate. The Lord asked me to do yeah. this and I want to be obedient. You're going, wow, God, that's really generous of you. Thank you. Yeah. And you understand a little bit more how generous God yeah. God is. Now, for me, this is a two-way street. I have to believe that God gave me that $500 in the first place yeah. and it wasn't mine yeah. to give away anyway. Yes. And he's just moving resources around his people and his kingdom. Yeah. And, and that's uh, that's a whole podcast in itself. It is, right? And we could and we did actually spend in the first um season on idols talked about how you know it is God's money it's not our yeah, money uh-huh. everything we have so we shouldn't use money as an idol because it's it's not ours it's yeah. why should we put something on on mm-hmm. on a pedestal that mm-hmm. isn't ours in the first place yeah and so but that's that's really important to understand yeah when we're talking about generosity it's so important it's pivotal you cannot be generous if you don't understand that it's not your money right so that makes sense maybe mm-hmm. that's a hot take i don't know i'm, I'm I'm partial to a hot take or two, <laughs> so don't judge me on that thing. But I think we need to really understand the the fact that our money, yes, we may have earned it in a worldly mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. but God has given that to us. Right, and that changes the way that you respond to God when he asks you to give it away. Correct. Because if you think he's asking you to give something that's yours to someone else, you're much more likely to go, hmm, I don't know. I don't really want to do that, God. It's my money. And he's like, mm, that's that's not that's not a big deal. It was your decision. Yeah. But when you understand that God's asking you to move a resource from your account to somebody else's account, that's his. Yep. It's the king, it's like the businesses, yep. the organization's money. It's like you have <laughs> it's like you have a corporate credit card. <laughs> like you're the one who gets to do the spending, yeah. but it's not yours. Yeah. Um your your heart posture is just so different. And to be honest, like as I've wrestled through this, that's how I've started to think about money. It still stings, but it's like, okay, God just wants to move some money through me to someone else because he has a kingdom purpose that yeah. he wants to. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm cool with that. However, there has been, I have had to grow into that. Oh, you, you know, I don't think you can just wake up overnight and go, ah, oh, I'm a generous person. No. no the, the spirit chips away at you and it's been chipping away at my heart for 15 years, you know, yeah. since I've been able to earn money. And yeah. And I wasn't generous when I first got money. Yeah. It's about faith. Exactly. And that's that's the second thing. The first thing is it's an act of worship mm. so that we reflect the character of God. That's why it's important. Yeah. But secondly, it's purely and simply an act of faith. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're generous with, mm-hmm. your time, your talents, your, your money, mm-hmm. you're saying that I am going to give that up because I believe in a higher purpose. Yeah. I believe that this stuff is not mine mm-hmm. and someone else needs it. Yeah, and I have faith that as I give it away, I'll be sustained in somehow. Yeah, okay? not you're not being compensated. Right, God's not giving you more money because you give money away. No, that's not no, what the no. Bible says. Yeah, we're gonna be very clear on that. Yeah, and the Bible yeah. does not say if you give, you're gonna you know, you know. But when you do give, mm-hmm. you've got to have faith that God will still sustain you. Yeah, you'll always have enough. Yeah, there are so many life decisions though that are being made behind that, right? Yes. And this is this has been a present one for me because I, I think as as I've wrestled with with generosity, I've had to come to terms with the reality that I'm like, okay, 
I actually have to be okay with never being able to afford to buy a house. And I think this has been something that I've wrestled with mm. recently because you and I are getting to the age where all of our friends are buying houses and those of us who don't have houses feel like we're behind. And I think that that feeling that I'm behind is something that is so unspoken in all of us, right? That constant feeling that I'm behind in my finances, I'm behind in my career, I'm behind in my marriage, I always have to catch up, right? That's from the enemy, right? Who, who told you that you would be behind in your finances? What What is your bar yeah. for for finances? God says you're not going to have to worry about what you're going to wear, eat or drink, you know, sleep. That's That's your bar. And here's what I've had to come to terms with. In order for me to say yes to God, I have to be okay with only just having enough where I don't have to be anxious about money. Maybe one day God will bless me and I will be able to afford to buy a house, but I don't know. At the, and at, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that's, and that's so hard. <laughs> in, in Sydney in 2020, yeah. that is the... That's the marker of success mm -hmm. is a house. Mm -hmm. And again, I, and my Bible study will know all about this. It's mm -hmm. one of, something I talk about all the time is the pressure to buy a house. Yeah. The pressure that I feel, mm -hmm. the pressure that, I, that the world puts on us, mm -hmm. at people from our age, to get your life sorted in inverted commas yeah, yeah. and buy a house. <clears throat> and it, that's not coming from the Bible. No. Because <laughs> the Bible says Jesus had nowhere to lay his head. Exactly. He actually didn't have a house. He couldn't. He wasn't even renting a house. No. And that's the thing. So the way generosity, it's important because it is a reflection of God's character mm -hmm. but also an act of faith. Yeah. And when you're generous, you let go mm -hmm. of some of the things that the world wants, that the, the world values. Yeah. And I, I love this quote. A guy called Ken Hughes, right? He said this. And shout out, before I say this, Michelle Nguyen. Yeah. So she put this research together and she has done a phenomenal job. She's amazing. To the point where, you know, she's very busy. She's an amazing lawyer as well. And and she sat down and she did this uh, this research. And we're meant to meet with everyone that researches, Sam and I meet with them. Mm. But we just couldn't find a time to meet. So she wrote a massive thing, a research document, but also synthesize that for us yeah. so that we could come in today and record it. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. So I just want to say thank She's very generous in ridiculously her time, so. her talent, yeah. her treasure. Ridiculously yeah. so. And that's the thing. And so I wish she could be here mm. and share her wisdom on this, yeah. but she's not. But she put together this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a quote that she added in. And I mm. think it's, it just, it's, it's just spot on. A guy called Ken Hughes said this, I don't think you can claim to really know Christ and be a stingy person. The gospel opens our soul and with it, our hands. Yeah, that's good. I think as Christians, we love to hold on to the fact that the gospel opens our soul. Yeah. But it's hard for us to actually own the fact that that means it should open our hands. Mm -hmm. It's true though. Yeah. It's true because you notice that someone is becoming more like Jesus when they start to become very generous, right? Yeah. And you have to ask the question, it's like, well, what's happening? What is the connection between uh, Christianity and generosity? Because they seem to be inextricably linked together. And I mean, even Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, right? Yeah. So what Jesus is saying is, if you want to find out what you worship, look at your bank statements. Yeah. Look at where most of your money yeah. is going and you'll find out yeah. and I think what your heart We worship. literally said that in we did. season one. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> it's still a massive challenge. It is. Like I was looking at my, like, I don't know, this probably means that money is an idol for me, but I, I constantly look at my bank statement, right? Okay. And my bank account, just mm -hmm. see how much is in there. Yep. Week by week sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, struggling for, you know, because I spend money on other things and blah, blah, blah. So that's the thing. You, you, I look at my bank account and, and every time I look at my bank account, 
I look at how much money in there, and usually it's less than you think. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's more than you think, you think and you're like, paid, oh, yeah. oh, wow, that's great. Uh, Today's payday, by the way, nice. for me. So it's great. But um, and every time I look at my statement and, and how much money I have, and what Comic does a really good job at um, um, uh, categorizing your spending, and so yeah, you can right. look at the categories of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 very scary. So it says like entertainment, yeah, kind of food, rent, food, whatever, yeah services as in like mm. but they categorize it see when i look at that i'm like oh man <laughs> and that 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 line that you just said always plays in my head mm. you know your bank statement has a is a good indication of where your heart's at yeah and every time i see that i'm like oh man yeah that's a really good challenge yeah because the like it's it's the greatest um marker of your heart posture mm. mm-hmm. if you have a generous heart posture you will be Spending money on things that for other people to to benefit. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's not as simple as just looking at your bank statement and seeing oh, how no. big your tithe is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, because and I do want to talk about that. It also might be look for for you to be generous, Josh. Would be I'm going to the cafe because I want to get a coffee. For you to be generous would be to walk around the office and say, who else wants a coffee? Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Like, Actually, we, <laughs> right? Sometimes I, I, I say there's at, at my work, there's like bays. And so mm-hmm. I'm the PE bay, the PE faculty, best faculty going around. And there are a couple of us that get coffee together all the time. Yeah. And like we, we shout at each other mm-hmm. and, you know, it's people and yeah. it's fun. But there are occasions where I intentionally wait for them to come back with a coffee <gasps> and they go, all right, guys, I'm getting coffee. Does anyone want one? But I know they don't want one because they've already got one. Wow. And so that's right. So what you, what you were saying is as a good marker. Okay. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, sometimes I live like that. I'm like, oh man. And that's, that's a good illustration because <laughs> it shows how much of a normal life thing <laughs> generosity is. Yeah. Cause it's the same as like when you're going out for dinner, it's offering to pay the bill. Yeah, that's not, tough. Like that not is. just when it's your turn, right? But it's just like as much as is good stewardship. Yes. Even to the point of yeah. maybe being too generous. Yeah. But here's the thing. What I have noticed, Josh, is when like generosity is infectious and stinginess is, in, is infectious hmm. in terms of culture. If you have a group of friends and you're really generous, which means you're typically the one who's always shouting people. It's like you, you're you not working out the bill after you eat together. You're like, hey, let me just pay for it, right? What will happen is, um, and this is the most beautiful thing about the kingdom of God infiltrating a, a culture and a community. What happens is when everybody starts to become generous, you actually don't end up losing money in the long run. Everyone gets the opportunity to be generous, right? So what, what this looks like for me sometimes is um, I, have, I have a bunch of friends and they are so generous. Like they are, they're pushing me so much with, with my generosity. Whenever we go out to eat, they're paying the bill. Whenever someone mentions, hey, I really like that jacket, one month later, they'll be gifting it to me. You know, and what that do you intentionally drop those lines sometimes? I try, I try not to now. I try not to say I like something because they'll buy it for me. But what that happens is now we have a culture amongst us where we're all generous with each other and we all get the joy of being extravagantly generous. But because everyone does it, you're not always the one paying for food. Yeah. Because you're, you're also letting other people be generous. And that's the amazing thing about the kingdom of God. When you have a culture in a community where everybody is generous, the burden isn't just on one person. You actually get the joy of someone being generous towards you yep. as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that is so hard though. The the pain of people's meal and like, you know, being generous and, mm-hmm. and, and infiltrating a culture that really isn't that generous. Right. Because there are so many barriers to generosity. Mm-hmm. There are so many times where you want to be generous and you think of, ah. Oh, I'm trying to save for that house. Right. And because <clears throat> the world puts up these barriers and, you know, we, I think the biggest, one of the biggest ones is, is, and I think this, this was me for, for a little bit, is giving out of habit rather than sacrifice. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's a barrier to, to generosity because mm-hmm. you trick yourself into thinking that you're generous. Mm. 
but it's just a direct debit you've put. Yeah, you know that you've right. you've, you've set you up and you, and, you, and you don't think about it, you don't mm-hmm. look at it. And in my opinion, if if and I think this is technically we're talking about tithing here, giving to a church or, or giving 10%. to a, or giving to an organisation. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about the tithe, typically people set up a, a direct debit, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't think about it, and if it doesn't hurt you mm-hmm. when it comes out, mm-hmm. as in if you're not thinking, oh man. That <laughs> You know, that stings a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think <clears> you should I think you should rethink how much you're giving mm-hmm. and go more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's really tough. And people are probably gonna have a problem with me saying that. That's fine. But I think what we read theologically in the Bible mm-hmm. is that when you're generous, it should sting a little bit because as you said, and it's not a sting as in, oh, this is a bad thing. It's a sting. It's be- a sacrifice. Yeah, because there's the tension. You're like, yeah. I want to spend my money on worldly things because mm. I value worldly things too mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a sacrifice. Yeah. And you're saying, no, I want to forego that mm-hmm. because there's greater things at play. Sure. And that's the point. Like if the goal is ultimately to communicate who God is, uh, stinginess doesn't communicate him very well. <laughs> He's extravagantly generous, right? So- Practically, how do you work out um, the balance of um, tithing, normal generosity throughout life? Yeah. How do you prayerfully and carefully kind of consider yeah. that? This is a good question because I think I said one of the barriers is giving out of habit. I think for yeah. a long time it was just habitual. And mm-hmm. I, set a, I set a figure ages ago and just we just ran with it. Yeah. Um, but recently and, and more recently, when I say more recently, I'm like since we've been, Beck and I have been married, mm-hmm. Um, we've really sat down, we've thought about our finances, not to the depth that we should, and mm-hmm. we probably should be saving more because there's things that we should be saving for. But when I say that, maybe not. Um, but there's one thing that we've always said when it comes to our tithe, and this is giving to church. And yeah. Beck and I hold a very um, hard line that giving to church is non-negotiable. Yep. And we don't count our... Uh, giving to compassion or other charities in our tithe. Yep. No. Um, and so, Beck and I have, have really made a. We're, we're pretty passionate about that, and we've made a hard line that our tithe is our tithe, and everything. If we're giving to um, compassion or other charities, that's on top of it. Yeah. And so we've we've set ten percent as an arbitrary figure for mm-hmm. us, and we've 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 um, stuck to that. But I don't, I don't say it. Say, like, oh, look at that, look at that. I say mm-hmm. that because one, the Bible says ten percent. Mm-hmm. And people will probably have a problem with that, but um, the Bible says it. Well, if people have a problem, they have a problem with the Bible. <laughs> yeah, the, the Bible <laughs> says that. And so we, we yeah. stuck that arbitrary figure. But the bigger issue and the, the most important thing that, I'm, that Beck has led me in, mm-hmm. and I struggle with this, and I constantly struggle with this, mm-hmm. is whenever we revisit what we give. Each year our church uh, tech, like our church here in Sydney tells us to, to think about our finances. Mm-hmm. But whenever we do that, we never think about reducing it. Right. It's either keep it the same mm-hmm. or increase it. Yeah, and that's something that we're really passionate about. It's something that it's it's sort of just fallen into place this way. And I think it's because Beck has a really good understanding that it's God's money mm-hmm. and not ours, and she's ministering to yep. me in that. And so when it comes to the tithe, Beck and I are really passionate about it, and we will not reduce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll eat only if ever increase it or stay the same. And yep. for a long time, it's been the same. Yep. For, like, for a long yeah, time, yeah, yeah. it's been mm-hmm. the same. Um, but that's a decision that we've made. Yeah. And I hope that people would be doing the same thing. Mm. Um, but I have, I've had conversations with other people that, you know, they don't do that and, mm. and there's reasons why. Um, but for me, I think that's it's something that I always, we always come back to. Yeah. Is being generous, and it should hurt. And each fortnight when it comes out, it does. It stings. Yeah. And I always think, gee, if I didn't imagine. <laughs> but like, we gen- do we think about that with tax? Well, sometimes we do. Like tax is high, you know. Particularly in this country, we're getting taxed like pretty high percentages. It's higher than a tithe, mm. and um, because it, we have to pay tax, we rarely think about it and get angry at the government. Yeah. Like how many people that you know are like, I can't believe I have to pay tax. This is ridiculous. Well, we all say it, but we don't, we all. We're we all know. just like, it is what it is. Yeah, we, we have to do it. You know, we, we live in an amazing country. Yeah. Tax gets healthcare and blah, 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 roads and all this stuff. I think that um, my, my personal opinion with 
giving and tithing is I actually don't think tithing is generosity. I I don't think that to tithe is to be generous. I think that to tithe is to be obedient. I think that everything above 10% is generosity, right? I think you can make a really good case for that because tithing is a command that God gave to his people. It's the first 10%. It's the first fruits. Um, and it wasn't just money. It was, you know, most of them were agriculture. It was farm. It was like you would give the first, first 10% of your, your crop or whatever, everything, you would tithe everything and you would give it to the temple, right? It was a command. And yet God also said that they were to be um, generous with the poor, right? Now, because the tithe had to go to the temple, they couldn't take money out of their tithe and give it to a poor person and just over a year end up all of that equaling 10%. Whenever they were generous with someone, it was over and above their tithe, right? And yet that was counted as, as generosity. There's a Bible verse where, where Jesus talks about the heart of, well, sorry, the Holy Spirit who inspired the scripture yep. talks about the heart <laughs> of a giver. And the Lord says, the Lord desires or, or loves a cheerful giver, not a cheerful tither, right? There's a distinct difference, particularly in the Old Testament, between tithing and giving. God's not saying he, he's looking for someone who's excited about giving their tithe. He's talking about someone who is cheerfully a generous person. Yeah. And I think this is very countercultural and very biblical. For me, I think that giving 10% to church is it's a command from the word of God. It's a part of what it means to be the people of God and it goes to the church. That's, that's how God has set it up. And on top of that, Jesus calls us to be radically generous as people with everything yeah. Yeah. else in our life. Yeah. And, and as, as someone not paved by the tithe, I am so passionate about giving to your local church. Yeah. And I'm going to add to what you said. If you believe in your local church, mm -hmm. if you believe in the mission of your local church, why aren't you giving to it? Mm -hmm. And that's a question you've got to ask yourself. If you believe in the mission of the local church, which is to spread the gospel, surely you will want to be part of that. Mm -hmm. Surely, to use it a uh, worldly term, you want to invest mm. in what God is doing. Mm -hmm. um, and too often, too often I hear the sentence, oh, yeah, um, and I used to say this. <laughs> I used to say this. And, it, and looking back at it, I'm like, man, <laughs> why did I say it? I used yeah. to say, you know, you know, I can be, I can, my tithe is time, talents, and my, and my money and my mm -hmm. treasures. Mm -hmm. Your tithe is money, mm. <laughs> plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Yes, you, you can serve, and we talked about it, you serve and you can, you can give generously with your time and your talents, mm. but you also should be giving to your local church. Mm -hmm. You should be giving to the church that you're attending and the mission that, and furthering the mission that it's on. Mm. Um, and I'm really passionate about that. I'm sure you guys can understand and you can tell. But I think the biggest barrier when it comes to tithing mm -hmm. and when it comes to being generous with your money is integrity. Yeah. And again, it's something that I used to struggle with because no one can see how much you tithe. And no. we typically don't talk about it. No. You know, I don't really told people, I don't really tell my close friends that I give whatever, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You don't really typically talk about it. And so the fact that no one can see it, it's very easy not to do it. Right. It's very easy not to do it. Mm -hmm. But then you have to ask yourself about, so if you have to ask, is, is that a hard issue? Right. And I think it is. Yeah. I think it is a hard issue if you are not giving to church. Mm -hmm. And that's controversial. Well, some people think it's controversial because they like to hold on to their money. And I used to think that way. But we really need to understand the importance mm -hmm. of being generous. Mm. The, look, here's what I perceive as a really big misconception in the Western church. When people uh, who have a, a broken view of or, or a, a not ideal view of tithing, a lot of the times they, they think they're giving to the organization of the church. They think they're paying their pastor's salary and that's, a weird thing for them. 
And yet in reality, that's not what you're doing. You are giving to the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, when you feel like you're giving to the organization of the church, the decisions that the church makes is going to largely influence whether or not you feel like giving that month. Yeah. Whether or not you like your pastor or dislike your pastor is probably going to influence how much you give because you feel like you're an investor in a company yeah. where if it's a good investment, you're willing to put more down. If you believe in the past, you're willing to put more down. It's so unbiblical. It's so wrong to think about it like that because what you're doing is in reality, you're giving to the kingdom of God. You're giving to the Lord. The Lord is the one who puts leaders in place and the Lord is the one who holds them to account for how we as leaders use his resources, right? You're giving to the Lord. The Lord is then giving resources to the church and then the church is held accountable to how they spend those resources, right? I think when you have the perspective of it doesn't matter what church I'm attending, what my pastor's doing, I give, yeah. I, I tithe 10%. And that's the faith aspect. That's the faith aspect. I, I'm giving to the Lord. I'm trusting him because this is what he commanded me yeah. to do. Yeah. And that's what generosity is. Yeah. Reflection of God's character. So mm -hmm. people will see you and go, oh man, God's pretty good. Like God is, is generous. He's a generous God because the people following him are generous. Mm -hmm. But also it's an act of faith. Yeah. To say, I don't, I can give this up because I believe God is going to sustain me in another way. Mm-hmm. And that might be 10 years' time someone does give you cash, but it might not be. Sure, yeah. And so we need to keep coming back to the fact that it's an, it's an act of reflection, reflecting God, mm. and an act of faith. Yeah. And that's what being generous is. Mm. And it comes down, and I'll say it again, it's if you're not giving to your local church, you're not generous. That's, well, no. Okay, Let, no, no. Okay, that's that's your phrase. Yeah, you can you can believe what you believe. Yeah. Well, no, no. I would say if you're not giving to your local church, you're not obedient. Ooh. Okay. If you're not, um, this if, is good. This is good. This is. I I think it's not. I don't think. Here's here's what I said before. Tithing, in my opinion, is not generosity. Generosity starts at everything you give over that ten percent. Yeah. Up to ten percent, you're just being obedient to what the Word of God says. It's not generosity. Yeah. God's asked you to give 10%. Yeah. You're not being generous. You're just being obedient. Yeah, so you would change what I said. said if you're if you're not giving to your local church, you're not being obedient. Yeah. If you're not giving 10%, you're not obedient. If you're not giving over 10%, you're not generous. Mm. And people are going to have a problem with you saying 10%. Why Why do you think? Well, tithe means 10. Yeah. So it it by function, it literally means the first tenth, yeah. the first 10%. Of yeah. your uh, net, no, gross income. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So that's the biblical model of what a tithe is. Yeah. It's your first 10%, even yeah. before tax. I think the world has twisted that, and that's why it goes against, massively it goes against the grain when you say that. Right. And there are always listeners who, and even when you said that, I'm like, oh, even though I, to as best as I can, I, can, I abide by that. Right. I know that there will be people, because I've had conversations with people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't agree. I'm just going to give what I feel like. Sure. But I don't, that's not generosity. And as Sam said. It's hard to be obedient to the yeah, word of God. It is. And that's what it comes down to. And we, we've been, we talk about drinking yeah. a couple of episodes ago. And we said that that can be tough. It's tough to be obedient mm -hmm. when you're using alcohol. Mm -hmm. It's tough to be obedient in meeting together sometimes because mm -hmm. there's events on all the mm -hmm. time. And so it's tough to be obedient with your money. It right. actually probably the toughest. It, it is tough. But the crazy thing is when you are obedient, you realize that it is incredible yes. to be obedient to the Lord. It yes. brings joy. It's it's amazing to see the provision of God yep. in your life in such a supernatural yes. way. Yep. I cannot I cannot give enough yep. to the point where God stops coming through for me. Yeah. Like there have been so many times where it's like, um, I I'm not making very much money. I don't know how I'm going to financially tithe and pay my rent. Even it doesn't work out on paper. And yet I'm like, I've got to be obedient. And, and the Lord miraculously comes through. And you know what that is? That is exciting. When you're like, oh my gosh, being obedient to God is so exciting because sometimes you put yourself in a position where you, you need a miracle. 
Like yeah. you're tithing, you don't have enough money to pay rent that week. You're like, okay, I'm going to be obedient to God and need a miracle. Mm. And he comes through. Is is that is that good stewardship? I think that is good stewardship because the kingdom of God is back to front. It doesn't make sense and it requires faith. Mm. It requires dependence. And for you to be dependent on God means you need him yep. in a way that a child is dependent on their mother for food. If the mother son suddenly decides they're not going to feed their kid, the kid dies, right? That's what dependence looks mm. like. So the the life that you described, mm -hmm. um, spending, you know, being generous and you don't know if you've got enough money to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Is that a wise way to live in someone, you know, with four children? Right. That they have to provide for. Yeah. I think you need to prayerfully and carefully consider yes. everything over 10%. Yeah. Everything over 10%. Yeah. yeah. I think you can trust God yeah. with tithing and go, this is non, as you said, non-negotiable. Yeah. I trust the Lord that yes. he will come through for me. Yeah. And so then- Generosity is everything yeah, over and okay. above that. Yeah, so we just, we just want to be clear: we're not telling everyone to, you know, be generous so they don't know when the next, you know, meal right. is coming from. Right. But it doesn't I mean, mean just give money away. No, and no, no. Think about it. It's it's be and prayerfully consider and uh, be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When situations arise mm -hmm. for you to be generous. Yeah. And I'm I'm th I'm thinking of generosity, not just the money you put to to the church. I'm thinking yeah. generosity as giving to people, causes, you know, non for profits, compassion kids. Yeah. You want to shout a friend a coffee. Yeah, like all of that yeah. is the generous life. Yeah, yeah. Can you? I'm just firing questions at you now. Can you be a Christian and still be? a very successful businessman, very mm. rich person who gains a lot of wealth and mm. pursues success in that realm then. Pursues success in so, like financially. Yeah, like can you um, here, can you be ambitious financially mm. and still be obedient to Christ? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, there are some people and I know many of them that God has anointed to make money. Like, <laughs> and... Uh, they also have- I the, wish I was one of them. <laughs> right? Oh man, it's like everything they do just turns to gold. Yeah. And it's, God's also, that's how he designed them to contribute to the kingdom of yeah. God, right? And at the same time, the Holy Spirit's partnering with that and consistently calling them to be generous. Yes. I know people that have said to God, uh, I want to get to the point where I'm able to give 90% of my income and live on 10%. Holy moly. Right? So I know people have been like, that's what God's called yeah. me to do. And they're like, I got to make money. Yeah. And they realize this is the thing for them. They're like, the more money I make, the more I can give. Wow. And the more impact I can have on the yeah. kingdom of God. Yeah. And their mindset is flipped. It becomes not how much money can I make so that I can have a great lifestyle. It's how much money can I make so that I can be generous. Yeah. And then for them, it's like, look, for them to have a Range Rover is actually not bad stewardship. They no. just have a whole lot of money. Yes, exactly. And someone might look at them and go, oh man, they have a Range Rover. They're probably not generous. You might not know that they actually give 60% of their income away. Exactly. They just have so right. much. Yeah. Like don't judge people based on what they no. have. And that's not what... Not what we're trying to say. Yeah, no, exactly. not at all. Yeah. But I do think that it's totally fine to make a whole lot of money. Yes. However, remember, if God's giving you a whole lot of money, you have to give account to that one. There's day. a whole lot of responsibility. There's a whole lot of responsibility. And funny you say that because probably one of the most generous people I know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say who it is because by- But very, I know who it is. I think you probably know. <laughs> the most generous person I know is earns a lot of money. Right. And, and has gives a, a lot of money. Has a lot of nice things, mm -hmm. but to everyone in their life, they are so generous. Right. And it's infectious. You're right. It yeah. is. Yeah. And to the point where you're like, man, I wish I could do that. Right. And and that's the thing. And yeah. And so we I think we want to be really, really clear. We're not telling everyone to go be, you know, give all your money away and, and live. You mm -hmm. can pursue that wealth. Like, to uh, to an extent, but use that mm -hmm. to be generous. Yeah.
to build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the point where all you're thinking about is how much money you want to make, then I don't think that is the heart posture. No. It is the heart posture is how much can I be generous with? Mm. You know? And don't trick yourself into thinking, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, be this hot shot and get all this money so I can be generous. Then when you get there, you're like, oh, now I want to spend it on myself. Dude, so many people are like, oh, I want to make a whole lot of money. And then the Christians, they feel guilty about saying that. And they're like, so that I can be really generous. Yeah. And they don't give now. Yeah. And I'm like, what makes you think you're gonna, your character is going to change yes. just because you're making more money? That's a great point because the last thing is how can we be authentic? Yeah. And I think the most authentic thing you can do in being generous is start now is what be generous is, yeah, honestly <laughs> yeah is start now whatever your financial position mm-hmm. is no matter how much you time you have or have not no matter how much talents you have or have not yeah be generous now yeah stop what you're doing mm-hmm. press pause probably in about five minutes or so when we finish yeah and go and bless someone yeah authentic generosity starts as and i'm going to steal a biblical principle starts like a, a mustard seed yeah, because Jesus faith. said that. He said, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Exactly. And so if you're listening and you've just graduated school or you're still in school and you have a part-time job, still be generous. Yeah. Still be generous because it should look different. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, we should look different. So t- traditionally, someone who is in school and works at Macca's three shifts a week earns very little. Mm-hmm. And the world says, you know, spend, the world says, you know, that person, you can just spend it on yourself. You know, mm-hmm. go out of the shops every time you get your paycheck and you'll probably last a day right? because your parents will yeah, boost yeah. you up. But if you're listening to this and that's your situation, you should look different to that. Mm. You should be giving to your local church. You should be generous with the things that you have. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one of my good mates in high school, he was the first one of our mates to actually get a part-time job. Yeah. At Macca's, classic. Nice. He was. He actually worked at Macca's for no joke, like thirteen years. Oh my goodness! Amazing. Yeah. But he was so generous with his cash in wow. in high school, like year 10, 11, 12. He would. We, I went to a school that was down the road from the shops. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know William Clark, and the shops are, are very close, and he would literally walk down at lunchtime because we could go down at lunchtime. How cool is that? He would and buy us lunch. Wow. He was so generous. Wow. With his money, and so I think. Practically, we need to look different. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're a Christian, authentic generosity looks different to the world. Mm-hmm. And we need to hold ourselves accountable to that. And so if we, if we are looking different, if we are seeking God in everything, that should move our hearts to be generous. Yeah, But practically... How can we be authentic? How can we be authentic? I think it means instead of feeling like being generous is something that you should do and then gritting your teeth and not being a cheerful giver. Yes, that's good. Being a, an, uh, a guilty giver, uh, actually being someone that is so captivated by the generosity of God that through your intimacy with him, you become like him uh, you would just begin to be open-handed with everything that you've got. Um, And I think that's actually just a byproduct of intimacy with Jesus. I actually think it's that simple. Go back to season two. (laughs) Season two. I think just as you become closer to Jesus through the process of the spirit, making you more like him, you will become more generous. And probably here's how it's going to work. The Holy Spirit is probably always going to have been prompting you to be generous just start saying yes <laughs> just start saying yes when he goes why don't you buy this person a coffee why don't you give that person a thousand dollars why don't you if that person says they're moving house this weekend why don't you offer to help out that's generosity yeah. it's like the holy spirit's going to prompt you to do stuff like that just start saying so, yes yeah exactly and the more times you say yes to the spirit yeah the more times you'll see god work in your life and yeah. work through you absolutely because you're saying yes yeah to God working through you. Yeah. And have we thought about that? Have we thought about the fact that every time you say no to the Spirit, you're saying no to God working through you? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You're saying no to the expansion of the kingdom of God through your life. And when you say yes, you're being a part 
of the expansion of the kingdom of God. That's all you have to do to build the kingdom is to say yes to the Holy Spirit. That should excite us. It is so exciting. And it's only really just dawned on me now. <laughs> right. I think, Sam, you saw the, the light bulb. The light bulb. <laughs> but, know, like, but apply that to all of your life. Yes, like, not just generosity, everything. Just always say yes to the Spirit and see what happens. Yeah. Like it's been a project that I've been on for like six months where I'm like, okay, because dealing with all the idle stuff, I'm like, what if I just said screw it and just let go of everything and all that I did was said yes to the Holy Spirit yeah. and just whatever the heck my life becomes, yeah. okay. <laughs> and <laughs> you, know, you haven't become a mess yet. <laughs> I haven't become a mess yet. And there is so much more peace. Wow. I feel so much more at rest. I actually work less hard and have more fruit. Wow. It's crazy. My finances are actually working out better than they ever did before. And they're more <laughs> generous than before. I don't know how. It's just working out. The cool thing is when you start to say yes to the spirit and let him architect your life as he architects your life into the kingdom of God, it is actually the way you were designed to live. It's exciting. You feel like you're a part of something. Yes, it takes faith yep. to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, but it's so exciting to just be like, okay, every time the spirit asks me to do something, I'm a yes man to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like we, we've sensed that with the, the conference. Yeah. We were like, this is hard, but we've got to say yes to the Spirit. Made sex, we made, it made sense six months later, you yeah. know, and it was exciting, yeah. right? Saying yes to the Holy Spirit is the best. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's, it's acts, little acts of faith every single moment of every single day. Mm -hmm. It's those small steps that will eventually put you on, to, on the course that God wants you on. Yeah. You know, it's those small steps where you say yes, you say yes, you say yes, and all of a sudden you're living your life fully dependent on the Spirit. Yeah. And when you're living your life dependent on the Spirit, you will be generous. Yeah. And so what, I want, what we want to stress right now is first step is to pray, mm -hmm. to lean into God and to lean into intimacy with Him mm. and let Him dictate your life. Yeah. And when you start saying yes to the spirit, you will be generous and actually we're called to be generous. So we've talked a lot practically about tithing and what mm. our opinions on tithing yeah. is. And we've ruffled some feathers. We're particularly passionate about that, but the crux of it, it's a heart motivation. And so lean into God, lean into intimacy with him and let him guide your generosity. And Hey, if you do that, maybe you'll have the same passion when it comes to tithing, not that I'm generous in all aspects of my life, that God has just really opened my eyes to that. Mm, mm. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm passionate about that. Yeah. But be obedient to the Spirit. Reach in and lean in to intimacy with God, and He will do a work in you to start making you more and more generous because it's an area that we have to recalibrate. Mm. As the church, we must recalibrate the idea of generosity and what it means to be generous in this 21st century. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember, renewal in our generation must start with the renewal and the recalibration of our hearts.